NFL season is so close to starting. We took one more step closer to being able to start this fantasy football league with the draft this last Sunday. So I've got a few things to talk about um, today. We'll kind of go over the draft and see what people picked, uh, go over some teams, uh, see which teams I think are going to be doing well, who made some smart decisions, who made some not smart decisions. Uh, we'll kind of go round by round. Um, honestly, want to first off by saying thank you everybody for showing up pretty much everybody except for my brother-in-law made it uh, but he had a, a decent excuse he had a baby shower uh, for his kid his baby shower first kid uh, so congratulations uh, Derek we just want to say we love you and uh, hopefully it was a great great um, event and even though you auto drafted you took one of my guys that I wanted uh, in the auto draft so Good job on you on that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go over that. Um, Want to talk about uh, some housekeeping stuff. Um, we had a little issue with a keeper, and I just want to make sure I clarify everything with you guys on that one, that situation. And then also, uh, there's an article that Kendrick sent me uh, that I want to talk about as well. Um, I know that in the past, there's been some other players that have been interested in this particular subject. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit later, but I just want to make sure you know we're going to hit those three things. We're going to go over the draft, we're going to do the housekeeping with the uh, keeper situation, and then we're going to go over an article um, a little bit later. So I think we'll start out actually with the two. We'll, we'll do the long part at the end. So we'll start out with some housekeeping. Um, first off, Connor, um, or Cypher for those who don't know in the league, he won the league last year. Um, I'm sorry that you weren't able to set a keeper, but I mean, I, I can't control what happened with Yahoo, but yeah, what what I saw on my side is nothing came through for the keeper. This is why I always tell you guys as well, when you select your keeper on Yahoo, shoot me a text. You know, we're in our group text. Um, we're all, I think you all have me on Facebook at least. And so you have multiple methods and ways to get a hold of me. Uh, you can tweet me as well if you want to. If you're on Twitter, Michael Dewey 99. So Michael spelled normally Dewey is D E W E Y 99, uh, the number, not the word. At uh, or on Twitter, yeah, not. I was gonna say at gmail.com, but that's not my email. So just so you know. Uh, but anyways, yeah, you can you can always reach out to me on Twitter as a direct message or just tweet me your keeper, uh, whatever you guys want to do. Uh, but the point is, is, you know, sometimes those technology things happen. And if you text me the day of the draft within a few hours of the draft, I can't just drop my life to be able to go and fix the situation, uh, especially this year. This year was really unique because we had two new players and I had a pretty harsh deadline for everybody uh, for the keepers. And the reason why is because I wanted to give plenty of time for the two new people to be able to research who was left in the league and who they wanted to keep. Um, and so, yeah, sorry, Connor, that you you didn't get it. Um, you texted me, like I said, the day of the draft. I was already frantically doing a bunch of yard work, trying to get everything ready around our house to be able to do the draft. So this year I was not able to accommodate it. Um, so again, reminder, if you guys are, you know, later on when we're doing keepers, make your selection in Yahoo, but then also send me a text. If you want to update it in Google Docs, which some of you guys did this year, thank you. Thank you so much. That was actually really, really helpful. Um, I want to say Kendrick did that and Michael did that. Um, not me, Michael, but the other Michael. Um, you all should have access to the Google Doc. And if you've never used Google Docs, if you just go to doc.google, the, uh, the information should show up in your email address that I sent it to. If you don't have a Gmail, uh, it might be a little bit more confusing. But I've invited everybody 
to that uh, Google Doc, and you should have editable rights on it or suggestible rights so that I can double check so you're not changing rules or anything on me, but there's a section there for the keepers every year, and you can actually put your keeper in, because that's honestly what I usually go by. If there's ever any discrepancy between the Google Doc and what's on the Yahoo, I go based on the Google Doc because either A, I updated that because you texted me, or you went in yourself and you edited that one. So um, again, I say again a lot, but that's the reason why Kendrick, or not Kendrick, uh, Connor, that I'm not able to change it is I gave you guys ample warnings, talked about on the podcast multiple times, sent out multiple text messages. I know you had an issue with Yahoo, but I've also said in the past that you guys should shoot me a text with your keepers as well so that there's no issues with this kind of stuff in the future. So I wish you the best. You seriously still drafted a pretty good team. So I would, you know, I think you did a great job with it. You didn't really need the keeper. Um, but yeah, that's why we're not able to adjust my adjust the keepers accordingly because of that situation. So, um, yeah. So let's go ahead and move to the article aspect. So Kendrick sent me a article asking me if we could work on or potentially next year uh, discuss the idea of making QBs more viable. Um, the article talks about how. It, you know, in a 10 to 12 team league that it's really not that important to draft the quarterback and um, the quarterback really just doesn't really matter. You can wait till the eight, nine, 10th round to be able to draft a quarterback and still have a very good team. This is all very true information. If you follow like the fantasy footballers, they talked about how last year, um, I think it was 40, 42 quarterbacks, um, either around there it was quite a few after the 32 teams but um i would say we'll just say 40 about 40 or so quarterbacks had number one quarterback one weeks and yes there's only 32 starting quarterbacks so that means a number of backup quarterbacks had some viable qb1 weekends now that doesn't mean that they were viable every single week it just means there was somebody who sat out that week and you're able to like stream it on a defense who's really bad um so yeah i think that the quarterback position is very flexible they it's not a high demand um but my question i guess is why do we want to why do we want to do that so we currently adjusted you know we're in a half point ppr so that wide receivers are not uh, disproportionate to running backs to try to make that a little bit more of an even playing field. And then if we're trying to make quarterbacks even more equal, I guess, to what other, um, like the running back and the wide receiver position, it just seems like we're going to continually push for trying to make each position more and more viable. I mean, if we're going to do that, we should also discuss, well, kickers are overrated they, they score more points than sometimes skilled players and for what so either a we make it so every field goal is only worth three points ever um or we remove kickers altogether same with defenses defenses are so odd and oddly placed why do we even have defenses we should just take defenses out um I'm open for discussion um, about this kind of stuff. I think that if anybody has any feedback or wants to expand on the subject, uh, we should start creating more of like an open dialogue kind of thing. So in our group texts, um, feel free to submit the questions and we can discuss it and talk about it uh, throughout the year. Um, 
but I will have to say a majority of people will want to do the change before we'll actually do it. So if there's not a lot of people who are interested in making quarterbacks more viable, um, then I don't think we should we should look into it. Just so you know, in the article, some things that they said that were um, ideal to make it more viable is they said to make your flex position a super flex. So what that means is instead of it just being viable for a running back, wide receiver, and tight end, it can be a wide receiver, running back, tight end, and running or quarterback. So you just add another option. So you could have, it's in a sense, a two quarterback league. Um, I don't necessarily like that because what you do with that when you make it a super flex is the truth is, is quarterbacks score more than an average running back. So um, what you're doing then in a sense is you're completely, you're pretty much making the wide receiver and running back not as viable like a tight end is currently. So what I mean, in our current flex position, we have running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I don't think I've seen anybody ever put a tight end into that super flex position or that flex position it's always a running back or a wide receiver and the reason why is even if you have that number two like see you have travis kelsey and zach ertz zach ertz is and travis kelsey well travis kelsey might score more but zach ertz probably isn't going to score more points than um a top end running back or even a middle of the road running back there's more consistency in terms of points scored on a regular basis or even a middling wide receiver same kind of thing so then if you make it a super flex you're pretty much requiring that the league is a double quarterback league because quarterbacks on average score more than than even a middling running back or a middling wide receiver and definitely more than a tight end so if you're going to do that why why are you why even bother with the flex? Just make your league a two-quarterback league. I've also never been a huge fan of two-quarterback leagues, mainly because I've tried to make it as more or less realistic to the NFL as possible, and you're never playing two quarterbacks unless somebody gets hurt in a weekend. Um, and so it just seems kind of weird to do two-quarterback leagues. I know Darren has talked about how he wants to do uh, two-quarterback leagues as well, so maybe one year we'll do it and just try it out. Um, personally, I'm not a huge fan of the two quarterback leagues just because, like I said, it just feels weird. It doesn't feel like it's actually an NFL team as much. Um, so, so yeah, that was one thing that they said is make it a flex, a super flex. I'm kind of eh about that. And then the next thing is they said uh, punish giveaways and then also reward accuracy. So they're saying give a bonus to bonus point situation to your to accurate quarterback so if they're if their completion is say 20 for 30 they earn an extra 2.5 points or something along that line so create bonuses for reaching milestones similar that we do for ppr so you make a your ppr a um Point two or point five for every reception for running backs and wide receivers and even quarterbacks. If a quarterback catches a pass, like Tom Brady did that one time, um, or other quarterbacks in general, um, yeah, I mean, you could, I, I could see that as something more viable, and also penalizing them more. I think is is good. Um, they were saying with penalizing, I mean, we already do a penalty for interceptions. Most leagues do. Ours is two points, I believe, and they were saying that whatever your touchdown um scoring is is what you should be negative for your your tds uh, or for your interceptions so for example if it's a four point for a touchdown league then we should penalize somebody minus four points for an interception that 
uh, I don't know. I mean, that's that's really hard to do. I feel like that really makes the quarterback position a lot more volatile um, in general. I think what I would be, if I was to say one thing that I would be willing to do move towards first to help make quarterbacks a little bit more viable in general is move us up to a six-point touchdown um league for passing touchdowns so if you're qb right now i believe we're four points for every touchdown um and so really kind of push for those type of situations um if you can make them a little bit more viable that way and see if that balances things out um because yeah the truth is is you don't even if you get patrick mahomes he had amazing amazing year one of the best years mvp years top three or four years of all time to ever play the game the odds of him backing that up year to year is pretty much impossible because it's never been done nobody's ever thrown back to back 5,000 years 50 plus touchdowns Um, so usually there's a regression but at the same time his regression could be 4,000 yards and 35 touchdowns still pretty good Um, that's still a QB1 in in most NFLs but that really balances out which position what how valuable they are because then you could go after like on my team i got josh stallion um uh is what some people call him but uh josh oh what is his name josh it's the the bills um the bills quarterback where did i grab him hold on i don't know why i'm i just only know him as josh stallion josh allen there we go oh my goodness um and he had at the end of last year QB one. He was the number one QB for like the last four weeks of the NFL season, but his team was terrible. But it's because he ran a lot. So I guess the other thing you could be looking at is do we re, do we penalize the amount um, of points they get for rushing? You know, a quarterback for rushing. Uh, does that really matter as much? You know, they're rushing. They're going to score the same amount as a running back. So rushing quarterbacks have a higher scoring point average. Uh, than running backs. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that we can go into. The key is, is we just got to find something that we feel like we are interested in um, and kind of stick with it. Uh, That's why I usually ask for a majority whenever it comes to rule changes, even though there's things that I want to do. Like I wanted to shift to the sleeper app this year, but not enough people were interested in that idea. So we're we're not going to do it. Um, The only thing I did this year um, without voting and nobody noticed it. So (laughs) hopefully everybody's okay with it is I actually reduced the amount of bench spots we had Um, I lowered it to five and my reasoning for that is with 12 people in the league I didn't want to have super teams I wanted people to still want to trade I wanted people to kind of have to work the waiver wire or not just soak up every possible person just sit on them and I think five is like perfect because there's still people on the, the the waiver wire that I think are very viable and if I had an additional spot I would, I would actually be picking them up right now uh, but because I'm looking at my team and I'm thinking well the only person I would drop right now would be Darwin Thompson but I don't really want to drop him right now so um, so yeah I would I would kind of I, I, that's why I did that is I want to make it potentially more trading available if people want to actually trade um, make people more conscious of who they're picking up and dropping on the waiver wire um, and we'll see how that, that goes this year. Um, okay. So I kind of talked about it. Like I said, in terms of adding more value to the QB, I am not hugely into it. I think the first thing I would be personally interested in moving towards is making it a six TD, six point TD league. Um, and, um, 
if uh, I'm gonna check something real quick while I'm talking here. Doc, oops. I realized that I'm never gonna be able to secretly look something up without people knowing. I mean, I could edit it out, but I don't. I'm not a huge fan of editing it out and stuff. Um, is uh, <laughs> is oh no, I don't even have that information on here. I thought I might have. Um, um, I thought I'd have like the rules on what the touchdown per touch or points per touchdown is on our league, but I don't have it on our Google Doc, and I don't really want to navigate the craziness of Yahoo because Yahoo can be really really crazy. Um, but anyways, yeah, like I said, I'd be willing to bump it up to six points. Um, uh, maybe next year we can do that, and then if we also wanted to add like a accuracy bonus to our our league, I would be interested in doing that. Uh, but I'm not really willing to do two quarterbacks yet um primarily because you know if you have two quarterbacks that means people are going to be drafting two quarterbacks which then all of a sudden with 12 teams you're pretty much wiping out the viable quarterback realm in a sense um and that's going to require people to like if you have an injury you're pretty much screwed and you're out of the league that's one of the things I really, really try to do with my leagues is to make it so where there's still enough value on the waiver wires, uh, on the waiver wire, so that if you have an injury, you're not out, you're not done. Because that's the worst thing is if you're playing and you week one get an injury that's your star player, sometimes it feels like you're out and you're done, but you're not. Because I try to make it so where there's not too many people, there's not too many bench spots, uh, the scoring is fairly even, so that there's still viable people. It may feel gross, like having to pick up a really nasty quarterback who you're like, is that even going to succeed? And then they end up doing it. Like Lamar Jackson last year was really hard. Like he's a hard pill as well. Josh Allen last year, really hard person to put in your starting running back or quarterback spot. But those are kind of the the ideas of what I was trying to do with everything. So, um, so yeah. All right, let's go ahead and start going into the results of the draft. So like I said, everybody showed up except for my brother-in-law who um, he had a valid reason. Um, it's funny, his his uh, league name is Dad Jokes for Days. So um, it's perfect because he's gonna be a dad now. Um, the first round actually came out fairly fairly good. Um, starting out with, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Should I read everybody's picks? I'm gonna, for the first few rounds, I'm gonna read everybody's picks and then kinda go over everybody's team. So first pick was James Conner. Good pick. Second pick was Devonte Adams. Dad jokes. Um, that was honestly, that was a great pick. He's, he was like the number one estimated wide receiver on my board. And the fact that he got passed over it. Yeah. So honestly, dad jokes is going to have a pretty rough or a pretty good team. I think because of his keeper who is um, McCaffrey. And then he has now, um, Devonte Adams as well. Uh, good juju. Grab Le'Veon Bell again. Oh boy, good luck with that. Um, Brandon picked up Nick Chubb from Cleveland. Um, Darren picked up Travis Kelsey. So in the first round, he took the tight end, a tight end one. Now, great. Travis Kelsey is going to be amazing. He's going to be the best quarterback out there, guarantee it, unless it bar an injury. And so, but that's just risky. He took him first round. I think he could have still gotten him. Um, maybe third round potentially because a lot of the second rounders were already gone so i think he could have waited and got somebody better first round there than third round uh but that's just me you know it's good to he wanted the guy so he went and got him so good on you um cassie went and got michael thomas i had him last year good guy i'm faster than you um that's uh jake so jake changed his league name um 
so he used to be Jake Pros. Now he's, I'm faster than you. He picked up Tyreek Hill. Um, honestly, I was hoping Tyreek Hill would fall to me, but knowing how Jake is also a massive Chiefs fan like myself, uh, it wasn't going to happen. So that's one thing, by the way. A lot of people in this league know that I'm a Chiefs fan, and so I feel like a lot of the Chiefs players get snagged up pretty quickly. <laughs> and so I don't really get a chance to to have my players but that's okay. That's okay. I use it to my advantage if I can. Um, and then Michael picked up Joe Mixon. Um, Dom went kind of kind of risky and picked up Carryon Johnson when, especially when Dalvin Cook was still on the board and Damian Williams and Devonta Adams. So he obviously thinks really highly of Carryon. Um, that could be a really great pick or it could be a really rough pick. So. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, speaking of Dalvin Cook, though, um, Kendrick picked him up. Oh, yeah. Dom also changed his name again. He His name is now Super Camario. So if you're listening as well, Dom has a new name, Super Camario. Um, then, like I said, Kendrick picked up Dalvin Cook. His name is still Gordon of the Galaxy. Um, my name's still the same of Game of Mahomes. Um, I was able to pick up Damian Williams, and then Connor picked up Devonta Freeman. So a lot of running backs went off the board that first round, and a lot of running backs were kept in the for the keepers. And so because of that, um, there's pretty much nothing. So your third round coming around, that's when like no running backs were being taken. Um, so looking at everything, a ton of running backs gone for that and then the second round is where a lot of people's keepers will show up so as I'm reading them they may, you may be like what how did they get that person in the second round it's because a lot of those are the keepers and I'll, I'll mention those people so Connor started out the second round picking up Keenan Allen could be a good fit he always gets hurt though so I was I'm always rear, leery of uh, Keenan Allen my keeper was DeAndre Hopkins so I, that was my second round pick um, Kendrick picked up George Kittle as a tight end so that's what's amazing is two tight ends first two rounds went off the board so pretty much at that point when I was drafting I knew I'm punting my tight end I'm not even going to worry about getting my a tight end because there's no value in it anymore the, the best tight ends are pretty much gone and or will be gone here very shortly and so I'm, I'm just going to completely ignore the tight end area uh Dom's keeper was Alvin Kamara, which is the next one. Michael's was Ezekiel Elliott, which is that one. That is an interesting keeper just because it, Ezekiel Elliott's still on holdout. So we'll kind of see what happens. Um, Jake then picked up Aaron Jones. That's a good pick. I actually like that one a lot. Uh, Cassie picked up Leonard Fournette. I think that could be a good pick as well. Uh, Darren picked up Saquon Barkley, keeper. Brandon picked up Julio Jones, keeper. Uh, good Juju grabbed Antonio Brown. Another risky pick. Uh, but at the same time, could be could pay off. If he can just get his helmet situation figured out, that would be great. If you didn't know, he did not win his second appeal. So he, again, is now trying to figure out what to do with the helmet. Either he's going to suck it up and deal with it, or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Devonta Adam, oh, excuse me, wrong round. Um, and then Dad Jokes, he got... Um, Christian McCaffrey so that's going to be Derek Derek got Christian McCaffrey as his keeper and then um, Kendrick got David Johnson uh, or not Kendrick um, oh shoot <laughs> I am pulling a blank oh my goodness anyways the last one Thielen grabbed David Johnson David Johnson as his keeper he followed it up with Adam Thielen in the third round that's a fairly good pick as well um, Derek picked up Jared Goff Juju Smith-Schuster was the keeper for good Juju. Then this is where the first one, a risky pick. Um, 
The first one that I pretty strongly disagree with, um, but if it pays off, this is going to be great for him. But if it doesn't, then whoo doggy. Brandon picked up Melvin Gordon in the third round. Melvin Gordon is potentially not going to play until week 10. So giving up a third round for somebody who's not going to play until almost the playoffs, I mean, is, is pretty rough. I mean, you got to make it to the playoffs, Brandon. You got to first get a team that's going to get you to the playoffs before you can sit on that player who can take you over the edge to the playoffs. But supposedly he was drafting in the shower, so we'll, we'll give him a little bit of a break there. He may have just frantically picked. Um, Darren then went with Brandon Cooks. Not bad. Cassie's keeper was Todd Gurley. Again, that could be a risky pick with his arthritis stuff coming up. He may be the starter. He may not be. He may have some issues. He may not play all the games. So in the third round, but it's our keeper. So uh, I still think that's not too bad. Um, Jake then picked up Stefan Diggs. Uh, Michael picked up Amari Cooper. Uh, Dom picked up Chris Godwin. That was really interesting. He picked Chris Godwin before Odell, Odell Beckham was a keeper, excuse me, before Mike Evans, uh, Julian Edelman, um, Tyler Lockett. He so he really believes in those Tampa Bay wide receivers, especially over Mike Evans, who's the number one. So he took the number two wide receiver over the number one wide receiver. So that was that one surprised me a little bit. I was expecting him to go with Mike Evans, but he didn't. So so far, my two rough picks that I would say were out there were Brandon's with Melvin Gordon in the third round and Dom's with Chris Godwin in the third round. I think he could have gotten Chris Godwin in the fourth or even the fifth potentially um anyways the next one is uh kendrick with odell beckham jr um i got mike evans oh odell beckham was a keeper by the way uh, i got mike evans in the end of the third round so i think that was a steal personally i really do i think that was a steal um and then connor got josh jacobs um at the end of the third round with that running back so of that the third round only two running backs were selected that weren't keepers and that's because they're pretty much all out the rest were wide receivers and craziness and stuff like that by the way i just remember travis travis is the Thielen, the new guy i gotta remember sorry travis and if you're listening to the league i'm really sorry that i keep forgetting your name uh but travis 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 gotcha i'll try to remember it um so fourth round connor got julian edelman i got chris carson um Kendrick got Zach Ertz. Dom got Evan Ingram. So you can see all these tight ends are starting to come off the board. Um, Tyler Lockett goes. Kendrick, Patrick Mahomes, T.Y. Hilton. That one was a risky one. Really, because luckily, hey, we had no kerfluffles. Everybody knew that Andrew Luck retired. So good on everybody for uh, not not drafting Andrew Luck in in this league. Um, But to take T.Y. Hilton so high with Andrew Luck gone, I don't know. The only two times that T.Y. Hilton has not got like surpassed a thousand yards in his career is his rookie year and the year that Luck was out. Um, so I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. Then Deshaun Watson, so another quarterback off the board. Hunter Henry gone. He was a, he. That was a good pick. Um, he was my sleeper tight end. I was expecting to be able to get him much later, but yeah. And then. Um, Derek Henry for the Tennessee Titans. That one's a risky pick, but not bad. Um, and then Marlon Mack, Robert Woods, OJ Howard went off. Uh, David Montgomery. I want David Montgomery. So um, if you're listening, if you're listening, Derek, I want David Montgomery. So feel free to shoot me any trade offers with David Montgomery because I know you were auto drafted him and I don't know if you really want him or not. Um, so yeah, I mean, looking through here, 
there was a lot of pretty good picks. I would say one of the the steals of the draft. Um, I'm gonna scroll down here a little ways. Where was it at? Um, was me, <laughs> Austin Eckler, in the seventh round, especially with the Melvin Gordon situation. If Melvin Gordon does hold out, again, it's a risky pick for myself, but I made the risk in the seventh round as opposed to the third round. If it pays off, I have a starting running back who's going to get me to the playoffs all the way there. So I don't know. And I, from there, I can do some trading and stuff if I need to get a good running back, depending on things. The other things that were really interesting is A.J. Green in the ninth round. I know he's dealing with a little sprained ankle kind of thing right now, and everybody still is like, oh, the Bengals are going to be bad. But even if they're bad, it's still A.J. Green. I still think he's one of the better options. So I think that was one of the steals of the draft, and again, that was myself. Um, And then also, um, where's the other one? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Looking at here, yeah, towards the 10th round, this is when people started to, like, not really know who they were grabbing. They just started grabbing people. Uh, Dante Pettis, I think that was a steal. He's been dropping on boards a lot, but I think that he actually is going to be pretty good. That was in the 11th round that Dante Pettis went, and that went to Jake. Um, That was really good. Also, LaShawn McCoy, yes, he's old and busted, but he's still the starting running back for the Buffalo Bills, and he went in the 11th round to uh, Kendrick. So that was another really, really great steal, in my opinion, uh, towards the end. Um, looking here in the 14th round, who, who grabbed people in the 14th round? Because that's always an interesting spot. Like, do you stick with the defense? Do you stick with not defense? Who's your flyer person you're, you're thinking on getting? So some interesting ones is the fact that Kareem Hunt did get drafted by Dom. Kareem Hunt with on the Browns, the fact is... You have Nick Chubb, who's ahead of him, and I think Nick Chubb is a good running back and not really somebody who's going to lose his starting job if he still stays pretty good. But the fact that, yeah, Kareem Hunt got drafted, he's suspended for the first, what, nine games or eight games or something? Oh, no, eight games. And then they have bye week at nine. So he comes back week 10 of when he'll potentially be able to come back and play. And unless Nick Chubb is injured, I don't know if that's a really viable pick. He's going to pretty much sit on your bench forever, Dom, clogging up a spot unless you drop him so I don't know as the last pick usually that's the person you're willing to drop um, first waiver wire rotation just to see kind of what happens um, but yeah we'll we'll kind of we'll kind of see I I'm pretty happy with my team I mean I got DeAndre Hopkins Mike Evans Damian Williams Chris Carson Trey Burton Tevin Coleman Duke Johnson Austin Eckler Alshon Jeffrey that was a good late round pick too by the way AJ Green and Darwin Thompson so I've locked up that Chiefs backfield um and looking at everybody's team, I think everybody did a fairly decent job drafting. Really, truly, I did. I think there's enough value that people have some ammunition to trade and get some players. Um, but also, they have a pretty good starting um, realm. Now, what's interesting is you always get those like grades, those draft grades and everything. And everybody likes to hear what everybody's grade is. So I'll read through what everyone's grade is real quick to kind of wrap it up with the draft. Um, I got a B-. minus. Um, dad jokes. So Derek, he got a C minus. Uh, Darren got a B. Uh, Matt got a B. Kendrick got a B. A lot of people got Bs. Uh, Jake got an A minus. Good on you, Jake. Um, Michael, he got a B. Um, Brandon got a C. Dom got a C. Travis got a C, and Cassie got a C plus. 
Now, honestly, these grades mean nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, just because if you found somebody that, that you like and you've been following a team, you could be finding that diamond in a rough. Like that's the whole point of fantasy football. That's what makes it awesome is get those players that you want, like find them and go get them. Um, that's what I did with my, with Darwin Thompson. He's one that potentially I could drop right now and not, not a big deal, but I wanted him because I think he actually could do some good things and backing up Damian Williams. And so I wanted to keep him. He only has a 1% ownership or start rate. So like nobody has him right now. What else does anybody own him? Like what's the percentage on ownership? Does it show yet? I don't think it does. Cause not everybody's been drafting, but he, he's one of those guys. He's my sleeper running back mainly because other ones got taken. Um, but he's my sleeper that could supersede Damian Williams halfway through the season. Um, so we'll kind of have to see what, what goes, what goes down with that. Um, yeah, go go get those players that you want. Make your team who you want it to be. And that's what I was going to get to my next point. My last point is you may like your team right now and you may think it's great, but don't forget that you can start trading now. Like, look at the other team. If there was that player that you really, really wanted going into the draft, go get them. Go trade for them. Like, that's the beautiful thing. And that's why I don't do vetoes with trades. If you like a guy and you want to give up somebody for it, do it. Go get them. I already proposed a trade to Cassie. She hasn't responded yet, but I proposed a trade to Cassie. She she's pretty slow on re- responding though, mainly because it's really stressful. I think for her, <laughs> she she always talks about I don't know if it's a good trade or not. Well, all you got to ask yourself when it when it comes to a good trade is, do you like this person better than the other person? Do you think that they have a higher upside than the other person? Are you trading a starting position for a backup position? If I'm trading backups for backup. So like if on my bench, I'm trading somebody who's a bench person to somebody else who person is currently on the bench as well, then you're really just asking yourself, which one has a higher upside? Which things are valuable to me out of it? Do I think that I'm getting a good deal? And we'll kind of see what happens. So for example, I proposed AJ Green for DD Westbrook, just to throw it out there. That's, that was my trade. I was like, you know what? I really, I'm, I'm buying in on the DD Westbrook kind of hype. I think he's going to be good. Do I think he's going to be a number one wide receiver? No. But do I think he's going to be a very viable backup um, wide receiver and potentially have a lot of upside and that's the player that I've wanted? Yeah. Am I happy to have A.J. Green? Yes. Do I think A.J. Green will still be very valuable? Valuable? Yes. Is that why I proposed A.J. Green to her? Yeah. I think it's a fair, pretty fair trade. I think that you have both equal upside. I think A.J. Green has higher higher upside um, and a higher floor. Um when healthy, but he has the risk of the health. Didi, I feel like, has a lower floor, um, but still has, um, but doesn't have the injury risk right now. So you're kind of trading those those two aspects with it with the with the trade. Which, by the way, for anybody who doesn't understand what I when I say the floor and ceiling, um, I'll give a quick rundown on that. Um, I know this podcast is going a little bit longer than normal, so I apologize, but I'm just excited about football. Um, when I say floor, that means what is the bare minimum points this person's going to get this week? So the floor for somebody is, you know, for a while, a great example was Antonio Brown. He had one of the longest running streaks of having five receptions and 50 yards. That's his floor, meaning you play him, you're guaranteed five receptions and 50 yards. Guaranteed. Now, he might spike with a, a touchdown, two touchdowns three touchdowns, might even get 100 yards, but his floor was always five receptions, 
50 yards, which is actually pretty good. If you do it in a half point PPR, that's seven and a half points every week. You're guaranteed seven and a half points. You may be thinking, well, I need more than that. Yeah, you do. And realistically speaking with, with uh, Antonio Brown, he's going to have a touchdown in there. So his floor really truly was more around the range of 14 points every week. So you could know, you could place Antonio Brown and bank and set on 14 points. The reason why that's important to know is if you have a lot of your players, you know what your base is, you can take that flex position and shoot for the moon and get that person who has the boomer bust type of player. You can get that Deshaun Jackson and put him into your flex where he could explode one week and have 150 yards, two touchdowns and just boom, win you that week. Right. But because and just dominate because you have the floor where you're guaranteed because of all these floors of these players, you're going to be getting guaranteed about 70 points that week. And then with the boom bumps you over to 100 in which with a 12-team league, 100 points is going to be almost a guaranteed win kind of a thing. I think we're going to be averaging between 80 to 90 points on an uh, on a week kind of thing. So 100-point weeks are going to be um, the the kind of that threshold of I statistically have a good chance to win. Um, the ceiling is where what is what is the high end? What's the what's that boom potential for them? There's players who will never have a high ceiling but have a good floor and if their floor and their ceiling are pretty close so say the floor is 14 points and their ceiling is 17 points that means that's like that's like a tight end most tight ends are kind of that way but not even not 17 points that <laughs> tight ends floor and ceiling are probably more along the line of like five points and seven points that's you know you're going to get that one reception for a touchdown sweet there's my seven points or you're going to get the um you know, three, two receptions um, and 60 yards for a tight end. So that, there's your seven points. So your floor and ceiling are kind of right there at the same spot. Um, those those play, people aren't boom bust players. Those are pretty steady, consistent players. So when you're setting up your lineup, I always try to find a lot of consistent uh, floor, get a good consistent floor initially, and then go and shoot for the stars with high boom players, um, ones that could break out later on halfway through the season, keep them on my bench, or my tight ends try to be those players that can just push me over the edge. Now, that is a risk because if they don't boom, you you might lose that week. There's a good chance you might lose. lose. However, there's a lot of random and luck to fantasy football so you know you can't you can't always guarantee every everything uh, but I was just trying to make my statistical chances as high as possible by hitting as much floor um, as I can so anyways that's a quick you know update on what floor and ceiling is you know what I usually push for and ch- try to achieve um, so this week look at other people's teams see what you want to try to trade for start trading guys let's it's okay to trade it's okay to toss out those feelers um if you want to you know wait to send out a trade and just ask people about it use the app you know start messaging players and say hey what do you think about this player um they were on my board of who i always wanted to get i think they're a backup um look at my team and tell me who you would want in replacement for that now one other thing I want to say, league members, don't be that person who's like, hey, you know, the person's trying to get this backup person. So we'll use D.D. Westbrook, for example. Right. And I'm like, hey, I'm really interested in getting D.D. Westbrook. You know, I would like to trade you D.D. Westbrook. You know, can you look over my team and tell me who you, you want to give me or who you want for him? And you come back with the moon and you say, I want DeAndre Hopkins for D.D. Westbrook. Let's be honest. Nobody really values those two players the same. And don't be that person because that's kind of a dick move. It's kind of like, really? You, you really, you honestly think I'm going to fall for that that trade where I'm 
the potential number one wide receiver in the entire NFL. I'm going to trade for high upside D.D. Westbrook as you know wide receiver 25. No, like let be be courteous of that, and and honestly evaluate those kind of players. Um, you know, you, you, sometimes you don't know where other people value them, so just ask them. Say, hey, you know, what, who do you think is is valuable? And if they're coming back with you saying, yeah, I, I would want like Mike Evans or D. Westbrook and stuff, be like, no, you know, I don't think I don't think that's really fair. Oh, sorry, man, I'm just like on a roll here. I get all these thoughts that are just running through my head. So you're really getting like Michael Dewey thoughts here. Um, when you're valuing a player or when you're looking at trades, I think people get stuck on trades because they always want that like, I got a sweet deal. You know, I got the best deal possible on my on my trade. Don't always push for the best deal. Just push for the player that or a trade that you think is valuable and what you want out of it. If you are indeed interested in upgrading a position or changing position, don't try to go and be like, yeah, you know what? I got the best possible deal. You know, this is the best thing for me. I won the trade. Don't, don't try to win the trade. Try to just make a trade. Like ultimately trades are hard enough on their own. Just try to make a, a fair trade. Try to find something that you, a player that you want, uh, on a position that upgrades your your spot, and and kind of go from there. Take the risk. Um, I remember a few years ago, or maybe it was even last season. Um, Dom and I made a trade, and Dom was like, "Oh, that's you know, you you got the better in the deal on that." Nah, 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 nah. Well, the player I traded for got hurt, and so really, truly, it wasn't actually good for me at all. It ended up failing pretty quickly, and miserably. And so, again, don't try to make the don't try to steal a a, a draft a trade kind of situation. Just make trades on players that you want and you want to upgrade to. Um, now is one of the better times to do it because there is no data to show that the player is good or bad, and so there's equal amount of risk for both parties. And so, yeah, look into that kind of stuff. Start doing trades. That's what makes it really really fun. So I'm gonna stop talking now. I hope you guys have a good rest of your week. I hope you guys do your research, make some trades, propose some things. Um, watch the last week of preseason, which is eh, okay. Have a great holiday weekend. Uh, I might actually do this podcast on Monday since I have Monday off. I don't know. We'll have to see. Maybe we'll do something fun. Uh, Monday is my birthday, though, so I don't know if we'll do that or not. Um, but yeah, enjoy your rest of your week. Until next time, guys. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>